Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Bird, Nick, and with me, as always, Gator. And we have a special guest with us for this episode. We the have, specialist of guests. We have Dan Ponder of the Riverman Cigar Company. How are you, Dan? Doing fine. Doing fine. So, before we get into our conversation with Dan here, we're going to talk about the uh, kind of, we're going to have a little bit of a roundtable discussion here with the three of us where we kind of spitball what we think the future of cigar lounges will be in in a post COVID nineteen world, but but for now, and this is Dan's pick, by the way. Yeah, I would say for now we're gonna smoke the Warped Siri Grand Reserve of nineteen eighty eight. This is a cigar, and it is a five and a quarter by fifty, and the cigar is made up of Nicaraguan Corojo wrapper. The binder is Nicaraguan, and the filler is Criollo ninety eight. So we're going to go ahead and get this guy all prepped and ready for the, uh, for the show here. That's awesome. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Dan, you mentioned this was the number three cigar of the year? Yeah, Cigar Aficionado uh, comes out at the end of 2019 for the 2019 Top Cigars, and this became number three. That's awesome. Fantastic. So we're going to go ahead and get into the cut, which the cut is brought to you by Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. Now, Dan... I've been talking for weeks about the various things that you guys have been doing, and such as curbside to go and mail order. But why don't you just give us a real brief overview of kind of some of the, the safety measures that you've taken here in the store and some of the ways that you've been still providing cigars to people. Sure. Thanks, uh, Nick and, uh, and Jeff. Um, I'm not so sure I can do as good a job as you guys do on the cut. <laughs> so uh, my uh, inclination is just to transfer it back over to you. But I will give it, take a shot at it uh i've been listening as well uh, almost every episode and and uh we are doing the uh the curbside um uh to go people can come in here uh one at a time um and uh, it's no touchy with the cigars as you guys have been talking about yep uh we're using gloves inside uh hand sanitizer as soon as you come in on your way out um i've got a thermometer uh point and shoot thermometer on the way in hopefully it'll be in this week uh, when we talk about opening up in a bigger way, um, also um, we're it's interesting on the on the pickup. Uh, people can call us from the car. We'll run their card over the phone. Then we'll take the the um, uh, the cigars out to the street. We're curbside where they don't even have to come in. Uh, sometimes people have uh, hit the uh, trunk ejection button and yeah. the trunk just opens <laughs> up. And I think that's just <laughs> fantastic and great and very innovative and. Like I think you, I've I've uh, watched television a lot, like a lot of people have, and some of the uh, uh, elected officials and people are like that have said, you know, we're not going to get down to the details of the details of the details because I think some people are going to be able to figure this stuff out on their own. Yeah. So that was a real clever move, I thought. Uh, we kind of uh, exit uh, or uh, approach the car from the opposite side of the uh, driver's seat, so people will automatically roll down their window and. And uh, all of a sudden, the window opens up on the passenger side. We drop it on the on the seat. We've dropped it in the back seat. All that stuff, I think, is great. So people have gotten really creative, and, and we have uh, as well. And so that's uh, we shortened our hours uh, out of respect for, uh, for the stay-at-home order. We've also tried to uh, um, include, uh, encourage people to get uh, make less frequent trips to the store. And uh, therefore, uh, we're encouraging and promoting bundles and uh, more uh, uh, 
some value cigars because people are smoking a bit more cigars now. I think yeah. sometimes with this with this break, so uh, well, you know, you got a dollar and, cost and average. You're providing a great service because there are people like like Nick. Nick is sitting on a mountain of cigars in all of his <laughs> trunkadors yes. or whatever he calls them now. And but I, on the other hand, am sitting on a humidor with maybe thirty five, forty sticks. And I can smoke that down pretty quickly. And right. I was able to come over, you know, I'll just say this, last week I was able to come in, do the hand sanitizer. You guys picked out the sticks for me wearing gloves. So, you know, I, I wasn't in contaminating the humidor, so to speak, during COVID. And it was just a great experience. I got in, I got out. It was quick. No fuss, no muss. Um, I grabbed some great bundle cigars from you um, by Alec Bradley, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And those were just phenomenal cigars. I also got some of my 1974s that I've been saying I was going to get over here and get since you've brought them in for me, especially. (laughs) And I felt I felt really bad. I hadn't been able to get over till then. Well, your listeners got over here almost before you did. Jeff. I I think I think uh, we're down to about a half a box on each. And those are good sticks. Yeah, they are good sticks. Yeah. Manuel Casada makes a mean cigar. Somebody does. Somebody will come in and say, where's the 1974? And I was like. There's only one way people know where the 90s, that we got the 90s. That's from Jeff Gator over at the pulpit. And uh, so anyway, thank, thank, thank you for that. But the Alec Bradley uh, unbanded, unboxed, 10 packs, celloed, uh, great everyday, you know, $4-ish cigar. Yep. And it's just something that you can uh, um, dollar cost average with your other cigars or even have it as a go-to cigar. Well, I even grabbed some Brickhouse. And I don't even think you guys had had time to price those yet. That shipment had just come in. Yeah. And so I was able to fill up, but like I said, you're providing a great service because, you know, through this, people aren't getting out, they're not doing as much, they're probably sitting at home, it's nice weather now, they're able to smoke, and quite frankly, I think a lot of guys are burning through their humidor pretty quickly, and, you know, what you're doing is a huge help to them. I appreciate that, and then, of course, you got the, on the Connecticut side, the more milder side, you've got the nine-pack, you know, the three-by-three. Oh, you've ruined me on some other... (laughs) Um, on an I, unnamed uh, budget cigar. On a budget cigar, yes, because I tried those three by threes and they're just phenomenal. Yeah, those are a good stick. I'm trying to figure out how I can use those little uh, aluminum tubes though in my you know like bunker. Try like to, to blow store. something up with them. Or? Well, I was thinking store <laughs> matches or you know there's got to be some use yeah. for them because I've got all these tubes now. Because yeah. I burned through those really fast. Those were great. Yeah, you know, I like I was telling you guys, I think during the interview a while back, I sit the reps down on the couch and just dig deep down in there and try to figure out, I said, look, you've got to give me a value cigar. Not everybody can, you know, day in and day out do the 8 nine, $10 stuff. Let's, True. Let's talk about a, a 3 $4 stick and, and let's 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 get this worked out. And and uh, most of them have been very good. And then you find out the backstory behind it and you're like, wow, this is some really good tobacco they're starting with. They're making oh, yeah. a really good construction and... You couldn't, I mean, if you blind tested it, I mean, you'd be hard pressed to figure out these cigars from some of the ones that cost two or three times as much. Oh, absolutely. Those are, like I said, both of those you mentioned, those three by threes and those um, unbanded Alec Bradley bundles that you have, those are both excellent cigars. Well, we always say that Dan has something for every budget from $3 to $100. And we also want to emphasize strongly that you do the mail order because there are a number of people who listen to the show, that you have brick-and-mortar shops that 
for whatever reason have shut down, you're not doing curbside or anything, or maybe you live too far from a brick and mortar and you're a normal online shopper. This is an opportunity for you to support a brick and mortar shop who's desperately trying to keep his doors open and provide a service to the community. So you know what? Reach out. Reach out to Dan. I mean, you guys are doing turnaround on what? Like same day or next day at most yeah, on, on sent, a lot of mail. I sent one to Ohio the other day. I think I sent it out on a Wednesday. He got it on a on a Friday. Uh, but also, Nick, and, and you've been very good about this, you and Jeff saying, I mean, just call your local brick and mortar in your area, wherever you're located. I know this is all over the place. And uh, uh, and uh, and reach out. Find out if they're here, if they're open. See what you can do with them. Uh, if for whatever reason you can't find anything local or regional or whatever, then, yeah, give us a call. But uh, And we'll try to see what we can do. Um, but a uh, big supporter of these local brick and mortars. I mean, I don't think the Internet guys are going to get too upset at me. I understand they're doing really, really well right now. You hear that on a lot of podcasts. There's some delays. I There's mean, some of them are doing so well that actually your shipments are delayed, and, and it might take you longer to get them through the online guys than if they would just pick up a phone and call you. Yeah, and I heard some of the cigar celebrities talking on, on their uh, you know Zoom cast. It seems to be nonstop every day, and they're all starting to talk like uh, there's the the... The, there's a disproportionate amount of cigar sales has, has all of a sudden went to the internet because of all the store closes and things like that. So balancing it out to, to your local brick and mortar for the ones that are open, even if the one that you uh, uh, go to in whatever part of the country is out, you know, take to, to call the neighbor up uh, store and help them out as well. Definitely, definitely. Folks, reach out to Dan at Riverman. With that, it is time that we go ahead and cut the cigar that was so, very very impressive it was a good cut that so, was I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this guy the cut well it's my... more impressive in person uh gator to sit here and watch it in person right actually that's what i'm saying cut. nick takes it up a notch <laughs> he's a showman if nothing hey you know if nothing else you gotta do it right if you're not gonna do it you know right then now, don't do it at all now dan i don't know if you noticed this we talked about it last week but he found his cutter <laughs> Uh, he did. Fantastic. He did. I haven't yep. listened to that show yet, to be honest with you guys. Full disclosure. That's yeah. not a problem. So we, uh, yeah, we, with I, our recording schedule, uh, you probably haven't had time to listen to No, that, I listened so, to the uh, one with Bjorn and I mean, he's almost made my bucket list now. I think I want to have a cigar with that guy. Right. You got to get over to Sweden. I asked my niece what a bucket list actually meant years ago. And she goes, that's something you want to do before you pass away. Uncle Dan. So, there you yeah. Go. So I think I'm going to add that to my bucket list or at least my list of who I want to have a cigar with. Wow. You know what? That guy, I mean, it was wonderful. It was a great interview and he's just a, just a good cat. I mean, that's all there is to it. Yeah. Almost like a public service announcement. I guess yeah. to get a feel on how those guys are doing it, they're doing it a little different way. And, and uh, at the end of the day, the historians are going to sort it out who's doing it right and who's yeah. doing it wrong and whatever. Well, because like we were talking earlier about the Spanish flu of 1918, and you were talking about how um, historically it has proven out that what Philadelphia did it wrong and St. Louis did it right. I think I think so is what they said. Not, not not no disrespect to the Philadelphia guys, but, but I think they were one of the cities that were and they had went out in parades. I guess it was re- during World War One, really ravaged by it and everything. But yeah. the thing is, is that there's no details from what they did. And so it's hard to sit back and say <laughs> they did it right by doing this and they did it wrong by doing this. And so that's going to be the thing that at least comes out of this is I think the after action report on COVID 2020, I think we'll be able to really sit back and pick it all apart very, very cleanly to, to where we can say, OK, if this ever happens again, these things should be avoided. These things should be heavily done. And maybe we should zig instead of zag. Yeah, better so, documentation. There's exactly. no doubt. I mean, there's everybody's talking about it. Everybody's documenting. Everybody's worried about it. Yeah. So our good friend Dan here from the Riverman Cigar Company has already lit up 
Nick and I are going to do the uh, oh god the cold draw. the cold draw and the cold retro the infamous cold retro. So there's kind of some sweetness. It's like a peaches and cream. There's a, I don't know about peaches and cream, <laughs> but there's a slight <laughs> subtle sweetness to it. I'm getting peaches and cream. Okay, try the uh, cold retro. Oh god. It's just, it's sweetness, dude. Now, what, Dan, what he won't tell you is, I've caught him twice now actually getting something on the cold retro. He hates to admit it, but I, I do have. hate to admit I it. I know that. I, I, I do hate to admit that. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to go ahead and light this Peaches guy. and cream uh, all day long. I am going to go Wait, ahead. Look at how fancy up. you are lighting that cigar. I mean, I know what I'm doing, Jeff. You, you actually do. I hate to admit it. That is a nicely toasted foot, as opposed to my normally roasted foot. You and your... Space orbit reaction. I hate to even light this in front of him. I was going to say. Because he's going to just I do hate it, me for this. I do it that way. And then Jeff does it like a rocket re entering orbit here. <laughs> look, look at that. Look at that. Look at what he. <laughs> and he plays with it. He's like a kid with a Happy Meal toy full of butane. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, it's got a real. Smooth draw. Yeah, it does. Very creamy. Yeah, it's very creamy. You know? I like this. Oh, wow. Yeah. That retrohale is something else. I just... Uh... All right. I guess we got a retrohale. Yeah, now, we Jeff. do now. All right. <coughs> there is some pepper on the retrohale, but it's also smooth. It's it's almost like a sweet pepper. It's it's weird. Yeah. I don't know how to describe that. I'm going to have to do one more. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to risk the cough here and do a second. I'm going to make sure I get another one in about halfway through. Yeah, I think Barry, I think on the Cigar Authority, was saying you wait. Maybe you don't do it right out of the sh- right out of the shot, uh, out of the shoot. You wait a little while and yeah. let it burn down a bit. We've done that on a couple of cigars where we've circled back on it. Like yeah. do yeah. one in the beginning, do one at the middle, and do one kind of when you're when you're kind of getting ready to close it out just to see how it changes. Which cigar was it, Jeff, that that the pepper... Oh, it was that Monte Cristo Cafe. Yes. That thing... Or no, uh, Macanudo Cafe. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, the Macanudo yep. Cafe. That thing, it had a pepper to it on the retrohale. But it was very subtle in the very beginning of the cigar. By about the midpoint in the cigar, the pepper had increased, but it still wasn't bad. But man, by the end of that thing, the pepper had really punched up. Oh, yeah. He gave you a hit. You definitely, you knew it was there at that point. So. Well, this is a good, good stick. Now, what, what's the MSRP on the stand? It's probably about $9, $9 a bit more, 9 and some change. Um, That's a good cigar for $9. It is a it's cigar. a little guy, but it really smokes a long time. And uh, the guys down there, Kyle Jealous, and the guys down there in uh, South Florida and Warp Cigars have just done a, a fantastic job. And uh, he's been in the cigar business, I think, since he was 18 years old or something like that. A long storied career down there. I'm pretty sure this is my first Warped Cigar. Yeah. I don't possibly. know about you, Nick. Uh, I, I, in all spirit of transparency, I've had this cigar before. Mm. Um, I think Dana and I may have smoked it back a while ago, but yeah. but uh, it, it but it's it's good, and it's been a little bit since I've had it, and no, so I'm I'm coming back to that, but it's it's a good cigar. I'm lounging on the couch here. I almost, you know, it's it's just so nice to relax and have a cigar, and I'm just loving this. <laughs> so. Well, we're having our business meeting here, so well, exactly. Well, that's exactly so, what this is. That's so let, why we're on the absolutely. on the podcast. So let's talk business. So the reason we've got Dan on the show is because Dan and I were talking one day when I popped in to buy some sticks, and we we just get into various side conversations all the time. And one of them was, you know, how do cigar lounges react, and how do they 
have to perform once COVID restrictions are lifted. Because as Dan, you and I were talking about before we started and everything, there's there's this buzz in the air that you might be able to soft kind of open again here coming soon, correct? Yeah, I mean, I even Possibly. Checked, I mean, yeah, I don't want to say for certain. I, I, I think a soft opening is uh, imminent and it's going to happen in the not so distant future. I don't know if that's two weeks, a month from now, but I think we all know that at some point in time, Places are going to reopen, which includes cigar shops. Yeah. And, well, like sitting here, we're very socially distanced. But through the magic of, you know, the headsets and yeah. the cords, we're able to kind of spread out. But how many people, realistically, do you think you could you will be able to get in here when you first reopen? Do you have any kind of number? Do you have any kind of spacing? Well, I mean, you may be limited to 10 people in the shop total when you open, perhaps. Well, well you know, going, going into this... Um, uh, situation the COVID nineteen. It seems like the numbers, the magic numbers, was. Uh, um, I think there was even a number out there less than two fifty. Then it got less than fifty, and I think you guys recall we canceled our uh, our Lafleur event on the. Uh, it was going to be. I think we canceled on the thirteenth of March. It was going to be around the nineteenth of March, and even though we technically could have done it with fifty people or less, we felt like the prudent thing to do was to cancel it. So we canceled it. And, and that's then, to your credit. I mean, you, you could have gone on with it, but why chance it? Then a day or two later, it was kind of like uh, the uh, uh, places started closing down, uh, I think around the 21st, 2nd, 23rd here in the St. Louis area. So uh, it got down to 10, uh, Nick, to answer your question. Um, what I hear nowadays, I hear this from a lot of people, even other parts of the country as I listen to podcasts and, and Instagram, uh, watch Instagram posts from other people. It seems like the magic number is like uh, 25% of your occupancy permit. Okay. So if your occupancy permit is uh, is 10, that's two and a half people. If your occupancy percent is, uh, um, is 40, then that's uh, 10 people, that kind of thing. So that was one of the numbers that I see, and I don't know if that comes from CDC or where that comes from, but a lot of people are using that 25% of your occupancy permit. So then in your case, what is your occupancy permit state for Riverman Cigar Company? Well, what we would do, that would be that would push us somewhere around, I'd have to look it up exactly, but it's somewhere around, you know, probably, uh, you know, less than six people or something like that. Okay, I was going to say. Know? And so we're really focusing, I think, on looking at the outside and thinking about doing more creative things, maybe large gatherings and events will have to be done in a more outside environment. You're talking yeah. about the sun. Yeah. They talk about that helping out a bit, the heat. You're talking about more distance, the air, things like that. So I don't think everybody's going to get packed into a cigar well, shop. Uh, six people in your lounge would be able to spread out very nicely. Yeah. You know, we've got we've got three that are sitting here now, and... Like I said, there's tons of space. We're really, you know, if if people were able to see this, we're very spread out. But six people in here would not be a lot of people in your, you know, in your lounge. No, I mean, everybody could sit almost 20 feet apart, you know, really 10, 15 feet apart. Yeah. So we'll have to see how that goes. Maybe we'll get some. But we want to proceed very cautiously. I think if day one we're allowed to have people back here, I think day one people are sitting outside. We haven't had anybody sitting outside, and I think we'll... We'll, we'll do that for a while, see how everything works. I mean, the one thing I do want to say is the customers that have been coming in, <clears throat> both some of our old customers and some new ones, um, really following the rules very, very uh, stringently. So well, we haven't had any pushback at all. The last thing that 
any of us in the in the cigar world want to do is cause you any grief that makes you not do what you're doing because you're kind of a lifeline for some of us right now. Or vice versa. We don't want to yeah. do anything on, on the other way around. So I've been very, uh, very uh, impressed and pleased that people... So my point is, is as we go outside, as we talk about how many people can come in the back, how many people have to stay outside, I think people are going to fall right in line. People are really taking direction well uh from us as we're studying things and wanting to do things the right way like i've told everybody all along we want to be on the right side of history when this is all over and done well with. and and pre-covid most people made me sit outside anyway <laughs> so well, i'm kind of used to that yeah. now the nice thing about your location is you're in a you're in a building with multiple units and everything uh different businesses and that sort of thing but you're on the the ground floor on the side of the building and you're the last bay on that side so you have a fair amount of parking lot that's out in front of your space oh, yeah. that's not being necessarily taken up by other businesses. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, there's a parking lot just up the slightly up a hill and, and just right behind the building here, right? That's right. not really used by anybody, correct? Yeah, well, it's, it's I mean, uh, ish. owned by somebody. But. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but, but it, it, uh, every time I've been by, it's not like there's cars parked in no, there or anything no. like that. So I think a reconfiguration, like you're talking about, Nick, can happen. Uh, we also have a porch, uh, an overhang. It's about yes. 1,500 square foot that's uh, covered out of the rain, things like that. So we'll have to explore those opportunities as we go forward. And I think we're well, closer to that happening than not happening. And you're, the thing I like about what you're doing is you're coming up with creative solutions. Well, because like we were talking at one point about sports. When sports come back, guys are going to want to come into the lounge. If the lounge is open and there's sports back on the TV, whether there's spectators in the stands or not, at some point, some version of sports is going to come back. Right. And you're going to have people that are either desperate and watching golf because they have nothing else better to watch. Or, for, or God forbid, soccer. Or, <laughs> or, or you're going to have guys coming in and watching everything from baseball all the way down the line because that's what's back and they're interested in that. And if you're having to limit how many people can sit in the lounge, you're going to want to accommodate those people, but you're going to have to come up with a way to do so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, that soccer. I can't really let the soccer comment go by. <laughs> I, I was a, my niece was kind of an all world soccer player, so I had I followed Uh-oh. her around all over the place, Florida, you you name it, and uh, got hooked on the soccer thing. So it's it's a. Uh, once you get a dose of that, it it's, uh, it, it becomes a beautiful game, I think. But see, I back- knew that. I knew that, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> back- now back to Nick's point. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see a scenario where people are pointing out there. People are sitting under the overhang, and I got our blow up drive in theater screen out there for two hundred fifty dollars. I went online and takes. 90 seconds to blow it up and you got to tether it to the ground and that's and, cool and off you go you yeah. know and we might so everybody get back and sit outside and watch sports that way might or get back into the old drive-in theater days you know it's kind you of know, a thing and that's that's the thing. awesome there's a drive-in i don't know i'm making that up you know yeah. not really making it up i'm thinking about it out loud yeah i mean the drive-in theaters that's actually something interesting i've been talking to some people about that and there's one relatively close to you and I, Jeff. Belleville, Illinois. And Famous. I, yep. And it's one of those ones that I think it'll do good business this summer, possibly even more so than any previous summer mm-hmm. in quite a while. The problem is, I, I've heard some people say, well, maybe this is going to be a resurgence for the drive-in theater. The problem with that is there's so much land that has to go into developing a drive-in theater. The cost of real estate to accommodate that many cars and screens and everything else is just astronomical. So I don't know if we're necessarily going to see a resurgence of actual drive-in theaters, but to your point, 
you're kind of like minimizing that idea um, and 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 bringing it to a shop level and not like a movie theater level, but like a shop level where people can bring out their lawn chairs, set outside in the parking lot, enjoy their cigars, and watch the ball game. Keep their distance, yeah. yeah. And I, I think I th- I'd like to think that we're talking about a bridge, not a not a permanent solution. I mean, these smart guys, we, we watch them on television, and both our elected officials and the scientists and the lab coat guys. I mean, they're working as hard as they can to get a cure. Uh, no matter what side of the spectrum they're on. So I, I'm absolutely convinced that our smart guys, these universities, hospitals, lab research guys, I mean, the race is on to come up with a cure. The race is on to come up with a therapy. And they got to get, They are, I think they are going to get this thing done. So hopefully we just got to bridge this for a year, Nick. I'm completely with you except for the uh, politicians part. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll leave that part of the conversation what about, when Dan's not here, so he doesn't get drunk yeah, into our go. whirlpool of ignorance. But <laughs> thank, thank you very much. Yeah, but but yeah. So, um, but I think there's an out in summary. I think there is an outdoor element. Yeah, more so than ever, the cigar shop uh, in in the cigar shop uh, arsenal of things to do going forward to, to keep uh, to keep the. Uh, the flame burning, so to speak. Now, you've talked about the, the cigar liberties doing the, the Zoom chats and everything. I know some people have speculated maybe that's the future of cigar events in, in lounges and, and, and that sort of thing. Well, I think it's the future for now, right? For, it's part for of the now. bridge. I yeah. think it's part of the bridge program. I think some that, that um, some of the newer ones, I think they really enjoy getting out. They get a lot of feedback. They get a lot of uh, seeing their customers. I think the ones that have been doing it for a long, long, long time. Yeah, I think I think you could probably see them saying, "Yeah, I'll set up a Zoom um, with the rep here in." The rep could be here; it could be on the televisions. You can ask the guy questions. There's a lot you can do. I mean, when I was working as a consultant, we were using uh, Skype, business Skype, and all that stuff, and just you know, it was really handy to use. It's not necessarily the same. Um, I think it, it's to be determined, Nick. It's not the same, and that and that was kind of my point. Is that I think you know, it's a it's a decent stopgap. And it's a good way for some interaction to take place, but ultimately, at the end of the day, I think that the cigar liberties, the manufacturers, the the names, they're still going to have to get out. They're still going to have to press the flesh. They're still going to have to meet the guys. They're going to have to autograph the boxes, take the selfies with the consumers, and that sort at of thing. At least bump the elbows. Either way, whatever. Yeah. In order to uh, in order to really con- make that connection, because you know, I can watch somebody on a screen and say, "Hey, I interacted with." you know rocky patel but unless i'm like actually there and in the presence of i can't necessarily say i've met rocky patel right yeah you know and that's sort I mean, of you thing. got your you and, got your picture with them also yeah. when, back in the day the movie stars didn't want to do television because they didn't want overexposure yeah yep. so in my opinion if these guys are on zoom nonstop. Uh, it's not going to be as big of a deal yeah, no. when they show up and people are there to see them. I mean, part of the allure was never, ever, ever were, were the average uh, typical cigar customer uh, able to meet these guys or even talk to these guys. Yeah. But if you're watching them on television nonstop, mm-hmm. don't you think there's an oversaturation factor in there? I could see that, yeah. Oh, I think there has been. Between Zoom and Instagram Live, I mean, at any given moment, I can go on Instagram, and there's four different live things going on between, you know, and I'm not going to, like, you know, name off companies specifically, but there's a handful of companies that I know have been just going absolutely crazy with um, their their Instagram Lives to where every day you can watch some sort of, of live 
update or something from that company. And I, I think it's good to some degree to reach out, touch base with your consumers, but I don't know if it's something that you want to do so much because, like you said, then it just becomes, oh, you know, Joe Blow's on Instagram Live again. Yeah. Well, and one thing that I noticed, we did a, the, the kind of Zoom herf call the other night. Yeah. And Nick was on that quite a while. I, I jumped in for about an hour. The only downside that I saw to that, and and I don't want to act like there were a lot of downsides to it because it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But it was one conversation, whereas when you're in the lounge, you've yes. got six or eight conversations going on. And you may jump in and out of conversations, but no, that's, there, there's no way to do that on that Zoom call. That's true. We got in a conversation all about sports and, uh, and this sort of thing. And is it a conversation I would have taken part in if I was in a busy lounge and I had multiple options of conversations? Probably not. But because it's the only conversation that you can do... You have half the room just sitting there completely quiet, just sitting there smoking their cigars and yeah. listening, but not really engaged. Right. You know? Until it got to soccer, and then everybody but one guy crapped on it. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. <laughs> but you know what? Sitting at the lounge, people come in every day. You just keep crapping Fe- on soccer there, man. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. But, but sitting at the lounge, people come in every day, and you're asking them questions. It's like, you know what? When Jack shows up, tell me when Jack's going to be here. I got a question I want to ask. It could be about yep. plumbing. could be about whatever. But you know what? Those, those, those contact lines kind of die out. I mean, when yeah. when the shop goes dark, which we've been dark for uh, well over a month, five, six weeks, however long that's been, I'll tell you what you don't you don't kind of pick up the phone. In some cases, you don't even have the guy's phone number. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, uh, I mean, if you're a shop owner, you do because you're business and whatever. But I mean, if you're just a regular guy that comes in, you might have been seeing this guy for yeah. a couple years, and, uh, and maybe you're on Facebook with him or something yeah. like that. I guess now, but. But I don't know that that communication has necessarily continued. Like we've had um, some people that we've kind of lost contact with. I mean, just yeah. uh, just haven't really heard from them in five or six weeks, and uh, and that's a sad thing because a lot of us really depended on. I guess they call this uh, Starbucks. Kind of calls us the third the third place or the third space. You got your work, you got your home, and then you got this third place you go to. It could be bowling or whatever. But for a lot of us, it was a cigar shop. Well, and and like for me. I'm not a big drinker. I don't. I don't go out to a bar like I watch people go out just night after night and get obliterated in the bar, and I've never understood that. But I, I, I like that social interaction, and that I get that from the cigar lounge that I don't like at a bar. Right. That's that's one of the ways I kind of eventually gravitated to the cigar shops years and years ago, as I had outlived my uh, my time and tenure at the at the taverns and <laughs> bars, and, and I was and ready boots to and cats and boots and cats and yeah. Just, I was ready to move on. And all the I, music I going and yeah. I didn't know what it was going to be there. I was moved on, and I walked in the shop one day, and the light bulb went off, and I goes, okay, this is my new home. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, I've been missing it. I've been missing getting to come over and see you. You know, there's there's three or four lounges that Nick sure. and I go to, and I miss the interactions with the people. You know, just actually getting here to sit and talk to you today is just wonderful. Yeah, like, how are these guys doing? You know, are they okay? I hope everything's fine. I mean, who... God forbid, maybe some people uh, got furloughed or lost their job or whatever, which would be a terrible thing to do. Is there anything we can do to help them? I mean, it's just a lot of things go through my mind and uh, that, um, you know, as this thing got all kind of scrambled up. But um, we've been fortunate that a lot of our good customers have come back and, and supported us during these times. And although, you know, business is down and things like that, we're in it for the long haul and we're going to be around and, and we're going to soldier on and move on. and. Nick, your question about what are we going to do going forward is something that I think all of us as shop owners and lounge participants, we're all going to have to think about. And, and 
I think if people come up with creative day ideas, just share them on Instagram or whatever and let us know and and we'll uh, we'll try to look at the other thing I think that we need to talk about at some point in time is uh, is the winter. If this thing does not get through yes. the winter, yep. I mean do we need to start talking about how people can retrofit some spot at home where they can call a friend over or something like that and and carry on through the winter. We might have to get through the winter where we don't have that outdoor opportunity to sit under the stars and, and uh, in the fresh air and, and and that. So that's something that I think as the summer uh, approaches and starts to dwindle down, we probably should be talking uh, as a group, as an industry, as shop owners, about how can we help people, uh, uh, the lounge people especially, uh, come up with some creative, cheap, inexpensive ways to retrofit some home smoking. Now, well, see, down down at the farm, I've already got my smokehouse, but that's where I hang my meats. So, oh, Lord. <laughs> but no, to your point, that's an interesting point because it's about six months off, right? You, well, yeah, in lots that, of parts of the country. I know. I know. Nick has been looking into this. Well, and the thing about it is that I'll, I'm sure you see some sort of a slowdown in the winter, anyway. Yes, just due to the fact that people can't sit outside and smoke. Oh, yeah. But, the but, golfers are gone yeah, and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, you had that percentage of customers that they could that they knew they could come in and sit in here in the lounge and enjoy their smokes here at the lounge. But if let's say, God forbid, there is another resurgence of this and God forbid businesses are told that you gotta pare it down again and go back to the to go and curbside and all this kind of stuff as as a second round of this, you know, comes through, if that's the case then yeah, people at in the wintertime are going to be forced to figure out, okay, where can I go? And and the last thing you as a cigar you know shop owner want is for people to say, well, I'm just not going to smoke cigars over the winter, or more realistically, you know, I'm going to have to figure out where I'm getting my cigars and all this kind of stuff. By by encouraging people to have a, a home area, it preserves those customers for you. Yeah, well, I think it, it just it just keeps the uh, fire burning. Um, whether it's a pop up tent like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had when he was the governor of, of California, or it's retrofit in the garage, or a he shed, or whatever it might be, a uh, fire pit. Uh, you know, we're talking about low dollar solutions. Everything doesn't have to be a Taj Mahal or anything like that. But um, but I, I'm thinking, Nick, is if the restrictions on the number of people that can come into a lounge. Is even uh, is even uh, reduced, you know, continues to be reduced with restrictions. Um, then um, we might have to have a winter that people are going to have the lounge person is going to have to get through. The people that come in and walk out, they've already got a solution. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just trying to give a heads up for those that are to like, the ones that I'm counting on watching hockey this winter uh, in the lounge. You know, yeah. with ten of my friends or yep. twenty of my friends, that may not happen. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll know more later on. Well, and it's uh, unfortunately it's one of those situations we're not going to know till we know, right? Which is why some prudent planning may not be the worst thing to well, do. You mentioned he sheds, and I know Nick has been actively researching that. I've looked into some sheds, and you know I'm a little more on the picky side. You know me; if yes. I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. And uh, um, unfortunately for me, that means that I'm going to be spending quite a bit of money if I were to go down that road. I've been doing a lot in my garage. I'm sure everybody on Instagram seen me joking about the, the Casa de Nick garage cigar lounge. And, uh, you know, I mean, basically I set up a card table and, and a chair and I've got, you know, a little heater for when it's cold and I keep the garage door, 
either all the way up or all the way down or preferably not all the way down because then it gets really smoky in there and my wife really hates yeah. that. Well, you, you got to become you a know. weatherman almost, don't you, Nick? You do. Yeah. you got to be watching the weather and determine. I mean, lately it's been nice enough out that the Casa de Nick has been able to open up their patio section, which that's been nice. But, <laughs> but for the most part, yeah, I mean, rain or colder temperatures or anything like that, yeah, I've got to sit in the garage and... It's 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 not been ideal, but it's been at least a solution. Yeah, maybe some of your guys' listeners can can get a hold of you guys and maybe uh, DM you or whatever, Nick or Gator, and let you know how they're planning on doing it or how they've done it in the past. Well, and I talked to Nick at one point about getting one of – have you seen the soccer moms that have the little individual tents over the yeah. chairs? But I know if he does that, he's going to just asphyxiate himself. Mm-hmm. Right. It would get really smoky. It would be like Cheech and Chong rolling we down the window. We should still get one to try it. We do need to do that. We've talked about uh, actually making How an Instagram those things, video. Though? Do you think I could even fit in one of those? It's a 4x4. Four four. You've lost weight. You'll I, get I, in I it. can fit in that. I mean, uh, I mean, we're fitting on the couch. That's true. That's true. You know, it's, a, it's a big couch. A couple though. of months ago. Well, true. But a couple of months ago, we might have wedged ourselves in. It hasn't been that bad. <laughs> My God. It's our 600-pound life. But they've got some pretty impressive pop-up uh, hunting blinds and stuff like that, four-man hunting blinds and things like that that you can pop up and pop down. And well, That's and what you've been using, I've, right? I've, I've used one of those in the past, yeah, yep. when I've had to use it in a pinch. And, uh, but I, and I'm not saying I don't necessarily recommend that, uh, but, uh, but, I don't, but something to consider. Yeah. Hey, you know, $9,800 solution. So I'm not talking yeah. about throwing a lot of money at it. I mean, getting the contractors out and getting three bids and all that. I'm not, and, I'm not really thinking like that. I'm thinking like a low dollar solution. Well, and I'll be honest, solution. that's been part of the problem when I've been looking at these sheds, the really nice sheds. <laughs> they talk about how not only do you have to buy the whole shed and everything that goes along gotta with that. Got to pull permits, Nick. But you got to have a concrete slab to mm-hmm. set this shed down on top of. And now I've got to pay somebody to come out and lay down and, and, then and you frame got more property up a concrete taxes. slab. More property taxes you put concrete in uh, i definitely don't want more property taxes in illinois <laughs> true that so, so maybe there's some sort of a pop-up maybe we got to go to the outdoor gander store or whatever and look around and figure something out and like i said it was good enough for arnold schwarzenegger out and get yeah. your air circulation going and and i'm talking about um you know hopefully a hundred two hundred dollar solution uh to get you through a few months to smoking this well yeah. and if yeah. a deer happens to walk by i mean bonus bonus <laughs> You know, you just keep the shotgun in your lap while you're smoking. Uh, nothing like some jerky in your cigar, right? You got that. Well, you could, you could, like my smokehouse at the farm, you could just hang the jerky in the tent with you and smoke it. I don't know how that would go. <laughs> your jerky starts taking, tasting like spent cigar. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe there's some hunters that listen to the show that already have the solution, and they're they're dying to you know give us some feedback and input on how Please to do it. Please reach out to reach us. Reach out to us. You know, like Dan said, either through DM on Instagram or you can email me at nick at cigarpulpit.com. We'll take all suggestions. That's awesome. So, how are you liking the cigars? I love this cigar. I'm I'm noticing I smoke cigars a lot quicker than you gentlemen. Yeah, I was well, going to say. I, I say that for yeah. Dan. I use that loosely for Nick, but. It's, uh, I'm probably a good inch, inch and a half deeper into the cigar than you guys are. I'll tell you, I, I'm a fast smoking cigar guy too, as well. However, uh, I heard on, uh, I've watched a lot of the how to smoke cigar, you know, videos over the years on, on YouTube and what have you. And I think the one by Brian down there with cigar obsession was really something else. I think it had a million views or something like, oh wow. It's one to two puffs a, a minute. It's like, I don't think I've ever smoked a no. cigar at one to two yeah. puffs a minute. 
you know. Yeah. But, um, you got to really force yourself to do that. Yeah. At least I do. But you know what? If you're trying to uh, if you're trying to uh, extend the the smoking experience and you can get another uh, 15, 20 minutes, a half hour, I used to know the numbers. I thought it was like for every inch you got another fifteen minutes of uh, of smoke out of it, and then for every couple ring gauges, I think you got another fifteen minutes or something like that. Well, what was that cigar that you recommended to me the other week? Um, and I and I smoked that. It was a um, it was the Saka. Was it the Exclusivo? Yeah, it was in its own coffin. Yeah. It was part of the Moestra de Saka line. And um, that was one that I did have to force myself to smoke slowly. Because I found that in the beginning I was smoking it kind of at my normal pace. And I was getting this kind of weird little little V, little canoeing kind of starting to develop. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I slowed my smoking down considerably, that it leveled out. And at that point, it was just a sharp, good burn line the whole rest of the time through the cigar. But that cigar, if I would have smoked it in my normal smoking time, I would have been fighting it the whole time. But by slowing it down, and I slowed it down pretty considerably to where I probably ended up dragging it out for a solid at least another half an hour than what I probably would have normally, That's I, that cigar burned wonderfully. And just think about it, rather than lighten up two while you're on your back porch or whatever, now you can get by with just one, you know, and save yourself a little bit of money. I just always get concerned that it's going to go out while I'm letting it just sit there. But yeah. but obviously, you know, that one didn't. This one isn't. But I'm trying I, to smoke I've this said one good slowly. cigars like this down. And again, Dan, this cigar is? Uh, it's the Warped GR 1988 Grand Reserve. It's an awesome cigar. But I've taken good cigars like this, set them down for two or three minutes and not had any trouble at all and you know circle back and it's still going yeah so i mean it's it's a mark of a good cigar if you can do that mm-hmm. you know i wonder guys as, as people are sitting at home now uh and the lounges are all closed i just wonder if uh if people are smoking them too fast right now just sitting by yourself because if you got a chance to talk at the lounge you're you know you can't be smoking while you're talking exactly you're talking while yep. you're smoking and everything else yeah and That's watching the, watching sports and the games and distracted and Whereas you're just sitting there by yourself and all, it's just you and your cigar. What right. if you're just puffing away? Here's going to be my thing that I don't know if there's any way to quantify this after this is all said and done, but it might be interesting to just as best you can informally try and track how many spouses end up getting into cigars because their spouse, instead of going to the lounge and sitting and smoking, are sitting and smoking at home interacting with that spouse and suddenly the spouse is like well you know can i try is there one that i would like and then somehow or another the spouse ends up getting into it to where now you've taken one cigar smoker and turned it into two well and i'm going to jump in here and say that so Kristen will sit and smoke a cigar with me okay you know from time to time and she she's a big fan of the acid she likes that uh that honey and tea infused one yeah that's that's one of her favorites sure i let her try one of those bundle cigars that I got from yeah, you like last week. Yeah, that you were talking yeah. about, yeah. And she she goes, ooh, this is a really clean smoke. She normally does not like a wow. regular cigar, right. and she really liked that smoke. And you may be right there, Nick. She may be kind of expanding her palate a little bit, too. That's what I'm wondering. Just because we're sitting together doing it, I'm not over at the lounge, and she's home with Addie, and vice versa. Well, I guess direct the spouse or your significant other to the Sisters of the Leaf or, or whoever, and there's a lot of Instagram... Uh, female-centric, female-specific uh, kind of cigar celebrities on Instagram that they can hook up with and friend or whatever the word is and uh, and uh, get them into the culture as well. You're yep. right, Nick. That mm-hmm. might just happen. 
I'm just thinking, you know, it might be a that might be a positive benefit that comes out of this. Because, I mean, ultimately, yes, there are going to be a lot of negatives that come as a result of this COVID shutdown and everything like that. But there's got to be at least some positives that maybe come out of this as well. And I could see that maybe being possibly one of them. Well, because our one listener, Pink Bronco, you know, I got yep. her, I got her smoking cigars in the last couple of weeks. And I know now that she uh, and her husband are smoking them. These are two people that before this whole COVID shutdown had never touched a cigar. She listened to our podcast because she knows me personally. And just over time, I think us talking about it kind of wore down to where she was willing to try it. And then she's sitting out back. She's enjoying, you know, she's gotten a lot of, she had the Tabac Especial. She had the, you know, she tried like the Fat Bottom Betty from Deadwood. She tried, you know, kind of the the infused stuff a little bit. Some starter cigars in a way. But I also, you know, got her some uh, some Leaf by Oscar, a couple of, of, you know, I don't want to say regular, but but regular cigars as well. And um, while she's sitting out back on on her deck, her husband was out there with her. He ended up trying one, originally just kind of taking some puffs off of hers. Before I know it, he's liking the fat bottom Bettys, and he's liking this stuff too. And so now the the two of them are actually enjoying this. So so in the in the case of uh, I mean in the space of what like a month, I've gotten now two people uh, smoking cigars that a month ago would have never touched one. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's just the relaxation, sitting back, reflecting on the day, what you got to do tomorrow, what you did today, what just, just the whole relaxation Mm -hmm. thing. It it is therapy. And you know, it's, you know, sitting around and having a smoke has been around since, uh, you know, 500 years or more, or even more than that. It's, uh, it's been a big part of a lot of people's, uh, relaxation and, and, and community outreach. Yep. Absolutely. Well, and that's why it's important for these conversations to take place about what is the future of the cigar lounge look like in a post-COVID-19 world. Because the last thing in the world anybody wants to see is, you know, environments like this to just completely go away. So we have to figure out, like, okay, how can we think outside the box and expand upon the, the concept, the idea, to fit within what the new social norms are, but yet still keep the... uh keep the lounge atmosphere alive yeah i mean to be determined but uh there's a lot of uh, creative people out there and there is a safe way to do it and i i think people will start figuring that out and uh letting other people know what their uh, what their what their ideas are you know let's hope uh let's hope and pray they come up with a cure very very quickly and and we can uh continue to get back to normal uh but in the same token we probably should plan uh, uh plan accordingly as well Gotcha. Well, Dan, we really appreciate you taking time, and we want to thank you for taking time to talk to us for a little while. It's a pleasure to see you guys again, and thanks for uh, letting us say a few words here. And uh, everybody out there, stay safe, and uh, we'll all get through this working together and uh, look forward to uh, getting on the other side of this and getting things back to normal as soon as possible. And good recommendation on the cigar so far. Oh, absolutely. About about halfway through, and I'm really enjoying the... uh, the Warped Grand Reserve an 88. Yeah, Good. awesome cigar. Thank Good. you so much. Thank you, guys. Good stick. Well, Jeff, how about we uh, jump into some Ask the Boys now? That's awesome. So, folks, you can send in your questions for Ask the Boys via our social media. You can uh, either direct message it to Jeff or I at the Cigar Pulpit on Instagram or 
at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. I really have to start checking those messages. You do. Yes, you do. I should. Um, you can also use the Contact the Pulpit page on CigarPulpit.com. So we do have some questions, Jeff. Yay! And the first one up is very topical. Okay. For folks that would have listened to Friday's episode and learned that uh, somebody Uh-oh. over there put on a couple pounds uh, with the weight loss challenger, uh, my monthly cigars. I'm so ashamed. My monthly cigars. Who is sponsoring our weight loss challenge? By the way, wants Uh-oh. to know why does Gator think dumplings are more important than the troops? Uh, I want to know the answer to that question too, Jeff. They were really good dumplings. I love the troops, but. I- my God, I make a mean dumpling. Do dumplings preserve your freedom and safety? They were good in my did belly. They, did they throw down their lives? They were nice and warm. And I made some like mashed potatoes. And did they make them. the ultimate sacrifice for you? Well, these dumplings kind of did, actually. Because <laughs> I turned them into poop. Oh, oh my. <laughs> That's. They processed nicely. Oh, my God. I don't. <laughs> Know what I think of that in terms of us well, what do you turn your food tr- into? I, we're talking about the troops, and but what I don't do you turn your think, food into? I don't want. Does your talk, food not make the ultimate? I don't want to talk about turning. You know the, the funny thing is poop. the funny. No, that's not what I'm that's saying. That's kind of exactly let's what you just even, said. Let's not kind of exactly even try what you just to said. twist my words. Tell no, exactly what you I just said. I gave some produce to a nice young lady that I've gotten to know that works at Top Shooters in Columbia, Illinois. Yeah. She put up a video, and you watched this. She mm-hmm. put up a video um, with all the produce that I gave hey, her. Hey, what'd you get from Top Shooters that night? Boneless wings. All right, moving on. Moving on. Um, yeah, that kind of rocked me back. <laughs> so, um, but, but our good friend Alexis actually put a video up of the produce that I gave her. And at one point in the video, she flips over this bag of radishes, and there's this one little purple radish, and it's really cute. And she just reaches over and just gently caresses it and says, it'll, it'll all be over soon. She was going to eat that radish. I mean, I know what was coming. That radish was dead to her. It was dead to her. Yep. It was so, about to get eaten. Yes. So That's what right. you do with food. Nick, everybody poops. Oh, dear God. Not like I do, but everybody poops. All right. Well, sticking to the gardening <laughs> theme for a minute... Thank, thanks, Nick, over at My Monthly. My six thirty-five millimeter has a question. Okay, he says it's been theorized and in some cases proven that factors such as emotion and specifically positive reinforcement can affect plant growth in a positive manner. Very true. Gator, do you feel that naked gardening will increase the harvest? Um, none of my vegetables were cowering in the corner. I think they were. I, you know Show what? us on the arugula where the you know naked man touched yeah, exactly. you. Exactly. Okay. So, <laughs> what I think we need to remember is in the Garden of Eden, when God created Adam and Eve, they were naked, and that's how we were all supposed to be. It's just man who got in the way, messed it up, and listened. It was the listened to Eve and devil. ate that apple. It was the devil. Yeah, in the because form of the steak. because the devil talked her into eating the apple, the yeah. forbidden fruit, as it were. So how did man get in the way? Because he ate it too. She talked him into it. Find me a man who doesn't do whatever a woman tells him to do. Well, yeah, but we should have learned from that. (laughs) So needless to say, I think that plants, not knowing that man has fallen and, you know, now now is full of sin, plants are wired up to think that that's natural for us to be there naked in the garden with them. They're naked. I'm not putting sweaters on my stuff. Well, I take that back. There are times I low tunnel them when it gets really cold so they don't frost. So I guess kind of I do clothe them now and then. Shade cloth and whatnot. Yeah. All right. 
All right. So Is that, that where you thought that was going to go? No, it didn't go anywhere near where I thought it was going to go. But um, thanks, spe- my sticks, thirty-five millimeters. But sticking to the food theme for a minute, the elegant bar wants to know: sweet or salty? Oh, salty for me. Nick's a sweet guy. I, I like my sweet. He does. But I'll say every once in a while that salty just hits. And but I but here's the thing: I could eat a lot more sweet than I could salty. Like uh, salty, opposite. I. Salty, it's one of those things where, like, when I'm eating it, at some point I hit the wall and I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. But with sweet, I go into I a sugar just, coma. I mean, dude, like, you get me, like, a little pint of ice cream, I can pound that, like, no problem just, at all. Just a pint? Okay, I, may, maybe the big box. Yes, but, okay. You know, but the thing about <laughs> the, it is the Prairie Farms tub. Yeah, but at some point, when you get too large with the ice cream container, it is too much. But the pint. Is now granted, I could probably down two pints and then hit the wall, but yes, but but at least a solid pint that's easy. Anybody who who doesn't just sit and plow through the pint, I have to question if See, they're American. I okay, in and I think I've talked about this before, but I uh have you know ulcerative has colitis. A oh, really go good ice cream is Schwann's. The we're Schwann's, still, we're the still sh- on the ice cream, the Schwann's man. He makes this black cherry uh, fudge something or other Dude, ice they, cream. They have these like, frozen cherries, let me that tell are you, to die for Schwann's. Is is an underrated ice cream source. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to not like to buy stuff from people who just drive up to my house and try to sell it to me like that. I mean, it's a legit company. (laughs) It's not like it's like some dude out of the back of his El Camino being all like, you know, hey. The guy's got like the cooler in the back with the steaks. I've had a guy knock on my door at 8 p.m. at night and like basically just be like, hey, I got some steaks out here. You want them? And I'm like, no. No. <laughs> well, nowadays you might take them because there's no meat to buy. No, I'm not buying <laughs> random steaks from some random guy in rancid meat random out of an El Camino. Ca- yeah, exactly. It's like no, no. I think I'm good. So okay. So what I started to say is, I've had ulcerative colitis since I was 12, and I got into fermenting foods. Oh God, 10 years ago or so, maybe even a little more. And most of the foods that I ferment are fermented in a salt brine. So I that's perfect for me because I like saltier foods. So if I'm making sauerkraut or kimchi or I'm, you know, I've, I've fermented tomatoes. I've fermented uh, hot peppers. Oh, my God, did those get hot. I made those hot peppers, and they were actually mild jalapenos. And something happened in the fermenting process, and they liked to burn through the roof of my mouth when I ate them. They were, I ate them. I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mixed them about a 1 to 10 ratio to salsa, and then I could stand to eat it. They were that hot. Okay. But there you go. So I'm, I'm more of a salty guy. Okay. Well, all right. Now we know that. So uh, we have a couple of questions from regular questioner barbells and beers. Okay. I'll, I'll start with this one. Would you rather be covered in fur or scales, and why? Ooh, now see. Okay, here's the deal. The problem with scales is you've got to kind of lay out on a rock and warm yourself and you're not at your optimal, you know, just head on a swivel fighting stance if it's cold out or it's dark. So I'd say fur. I'm going with fur because you can always shave off fur. Yes, you can. Whereas with scales, you're just always scaly, you know? Yeah, but there's something to be said for scales. But see, but then it's like, fur. It's like your own built-in armor. But then fur, you've got your own heat source in the winter. It's true. I'm not big on the fur. You can style it, you know, hairstyle kind of thing. The lightning bolt. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, hey, don't let the beard fool you. Neck down. 
hairless. Oh, God. Um, his uh, next question is, would you rather smoke a Gurkha, not the ghost, or a Backwoods daily? Backwoods. Backwoods. Yeah. I mean, I actually like a backwoods smoke. Backwoods so. are little guys. I they mean, are. I can blow through one of those quick. A Gurkha, oh, yeah. I'm going to have to like struggle with for a while. I mean, you know, the draw is going to be bad. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, or at least I wonder why they le- don't advertise. At with least this. two times out of three, the draw is going to be bad. And so, and then you know, from but there, every once in a while, it's got that funk. You it's got that, that one old cigar. You get that funk. one good Gurkha, and you think, oh my god, they finally come around. And no, 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 no. no. I wonder why they don't advertise. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, moving on. Um, they are going to level us if they ever see us at l- some trade show. They're just going to come over and punch us straight in the face. I saw him at TPE. There was no eye contact. <laughs> um, anyway, and then uh, the, uh, the final- ghost was good, though. The ghost was good. I mean, you know what? It wasn't bad. No, it, it was, was good. It was not like. It's not a cigar that I would say, oh, my God, I have to have that again. Yeah. But on the flip side, I can't really say anything bad about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it least, was not a bad stick. At least the one that I had. Yeah. I mean. Well, the one I had was good, too. So realistically. They were about a 1,000 that day. Well, or I picked the two unplugged ones out of the box. Oh, my God. I'm trying to give you an out <laughs> here, and you just will not take it. So um, that then leads to... Uh, our final question here. Um, since starting the podcast, is there anything you wish you would have done differently? Different co-host. You dick. <laughs> that was my answer. <laughs> oh, my God. Honestly, yeah. I don't know. We just we just did this. This was just us having fun and recording. Yeah. It. And, it, and guys, it's a work in progress. It's a total experiment. You know, yeah. it's it's changing every time it really is you know? two fat guys just having fun you know i mean that's the thing you know we try and have a little bit of structure every once in a while yeah but at some point that falls off the rail it and does. uh and then it's just me telling fart jokes yeah so i mean realistically i don't i don't know what i would do different the only thing i i can say what i would like to do but i can't say something that i would do differently um from the start other than ditching me. Eh, you know, whatever. Yeah. You bring a certain genesis qua to the show. Um, First time I've been called that. But, uh, no, I, I, I'm i jealous of guys like Rob from Cigar Talk and Tim from Dad Smoking, And, you know, those guys that have their, their set-up stable studios where it's oh, no. one See, location. we're leaning mean and mobile. And I and like that, it. And that's true. Yeah. And I don't think it's bad for us to be able to be mobile in, in you know, some cases. But, um, for example, you know, you guys may have noticed we did, like, the one week of YouTube live when we were recording. two of them. That's what I'm saying. We had two episodes. And then we stopped. And the reason for that is because, A, we're all over the place mobile. And, B, you know, we're recording at various times a day that sometimes it's just not feasible to do live because it's dark out, you know. And, And so it'd be nice... I would like to be able to figure out a video aspect. Yeah. But I think that in order to do a video aspect, we would have to have a set studio. And I think in order to have a set studio, at that point, I need to have invested in like a a he shed or something like that. Or we start our own lounge. And therein lies a lot of expense to do that. And so for right now, I just... See, I see us. I don't know. 
I see the other guys, and no, no offense to the other guys, I like them. Yeah, but they're more set up in command quarters. You know, they're they're more. I don't think it's bad to have more a command the special quarters. forces out in the field. Well, yeah, but I don't think it's also we're running lean and mean. But we have no home to go home to. Do you need one when you're special forces? I mean, ask John Rambo. He went nuts because he didn't have a home to go it's home to. It's because they ran him out of the town. <laughs> and he's trying, he's trying to leave. He's trying to just walk away. And and they had to come. Brian Dennehy, yep. God rest his soul, rest had to come soul. dick with him. And then he just blew the town up. Blew the town to hell. Do you blame him? Well, I mean, no. No. So. The guy was a vet. Leave him alone. Anyway. Really defensive of John Rambo. I can tell. Yeah. So, Have you watched all the movies? Uh, I have not seen the latest one. It was, I mean, you know, it the was one where what it was. A whole lot of Mexicans. It was like the <laughs> not really okay. He shut down a human trafficking ring. It just happened to be Mexican. It was just a Mexican human trafficking ring. Well, he was down in like El Paso or somewhere. He's it. on the you know on the Rio Grande for the it. love of God. I can't understand the one thing I've heard about the movie, and I again I prefaced this by saying that I haven't seen it, but. He was letting like kids run around in his tunnels or something. Yeah, I don't. They were teenagers. I don't, they weren't kids. I don't know if I see he John Rambo the, like allowing kids to be. It running was around his in niece his and her best friends. Yeah, and then his niece went down to try to visit her dad, and I don't know if it was Juarez or where the hell, and uh, she got kidnapped and got put into human trafficking, and he went down to save her, got his ass handed to him, um, went down, got her again, basically went at him with a claw hammer. It was a good time. Okay. And got her out, brought her home, and she died on the way home. And then it goes from there. Well, you just spoiled the movie for me. Oh, no. Because, really, that's all the backstory to the last 20 minutes of just murder carnage. and carnage. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's a good time. Okay. Yeah. It. Let's put it this way. The uh, cartel that was coming after him, they didn't know. They, they just didn't know. They didn't know. No, they didn't know. They didn't know. No. Well, anyway, that's this week's Ask the Boys. Um, <laughs> you can, uh, once again, feel free random to as hell. get your questions over to us. We answer them every Tuesday on the show. I'm so glad Dan didn't stick around for this part of the show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he would have been, a, I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> He'd probably been all in. Yeah, but, or so. just stared at us in disbelief. One of the Well, so speaking of Dan... Our man Dan. What are you getting on the Warped Siri Grand River Reserva 1988? Uh, I'm getting down to the tail end here, and it's been really good. It's, yeah. it's creamy. Um, you know, I just, it's it's it, a very good it, cigar. It's a, it's it was a, creamy, a good pick by Dan. Creamy cigar. It's got a little, and, and he's aged it too. I mean, he told us, you know, he's yeah. had some of these sitting around for a little while. And, um, you know, it's a it's a good cigar. Like you said, it's got a little creaminess to it, a little bit of pepper, yeah. just a little bit of pepper. The retrohale, especially. And some and in the retrohale, yeah. And then um, um, some sweetness, just yep. a little bit of sweetness yep. there. So, no, I mean, it's a, it, it's a good stick. I like it a lot. It was a, it was a really good pick by Dan. So. You know, there have been very few cigars on this show that I haven't. I mean, smoking a good cigar, smoking a bad cigar, you're smoking a cigar. I mean, how do you go wrong in a I lot of I can't say we've ever smoked a bad cigar. No. We've smoked some that didn't meet our expectations. Precisely. That didn't live up to the hype. Precisely. But they're not. But I don't think we've ever smoked no. a bad cigar. And, you know, I'll say this. Just being able to sit and enjoy time with you is, makes it all worthwhile. You're such full of shit. <laughs> I don't believe you for a minute. Not for a minute. Oh, my God. Anyway. I, love you. I love you, Nick. <laughs> love you, man. Game over. Game over. Game over, Game man. Over, man. Game over. 
All right. I so, haven't done an Aliens reference in a while. No, but I've used that sound clip before. Yeah. You know, this you did. one. This one. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one. <laughs> it didn't even match what we were talking about, but nah, we still we, put it in. We just like, I like putting it in little sound clips, it, yeah. but... Anyway, I'm he work- likes playing with his soundboard. I'm working on getting a soundboard for I us. I know, right? I'm working on it. Taking it up a notch. I know. I'm yeah. going to start to be able to do that. Watch out, authority. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Butter on a Pop-Tart, my ass. Anyway. Um, it's so freaking good. <laughs> that's what I hear. So, anyway, how about we give away some cigars? I'm all in. All right. So, it's time for the Martinez Cigars Weekly Giveaway. Yay! And, uh... You guys, I keep saying this, the only way you can win is by signing up for our newsletter, which realistically I've put out one, so it's not yeah, like it's I'm, not like, we're not like I'm like barraging you with emails or anything here. Well, so, okay, you put you out know. one and then COVID hit and our That's true. our our adventures we had planned for the summer yeah, just deteriorated. Our entire plan just kind of went up and smoke. We were going to so. have concert t-shirts we were going to sell with all the places we went. And, and now we still two. are. It's just going to be all the dates are going to be crossed out and it's just going to put COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. But so. yeah, we can actually add a bunch of places we weren't even planning to go because yeah, who would Budapest. Yeah. Budapest. Yeah. yeah. Singapore. Yep. Yep. Oh, I'm going to... Uh, you I'm, just want to go to Bangkok. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to Bangkok. <laughs> well, and if we... Think about it though. If we go visit Bjorn, we're going to Amsterdam. Oh. Oh, but see, then the TV or then the T-shirt's gonna read uh, just like an IKEA catalog. <laughs> it's like Vershaverka Verka Shark. I want some of those bear, that jam. Those Sorry, berries Bjorn. are good, man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, anyway, so yeah. So why sign- did you have to do it in the chef voice from the Muppets? He's the Swedish chef. <laughs> He's my favorite character from the Muppets. Man, he's like burr, burr, burr. <laughs> I like Beaker. We've done this before. Yeah, I we're remember I, back. I pulled those clips too. It did. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah. So this week's winner, all you have to do, you got to reach out to me by Monday, the following Monday. This episode comes out on Tuesday. Reach out to me by the following Monday via that email. That gives you six days. It does. Yep. Nick at cigarpulpit.com. Don't send it to me because I won't see it. N-I-C-K at cigarpulpit.com. Send it to me and just put the uh, subject line, I'm the winner. And just send me your mailing address, and we will get a nice prize pack of Martinez cigars sent to you right away. So, this week's winner is Ryan Van Sickle. Ryan Van Sickle. Ryan That's a cool name. Van Sickle. I like Van Sickle. Yep. So, so Ryan, reach out to us by Monday. Let us know that uh, you heard this, and give me your uh, mailing address, and we'll send you some cigars. That's awesome. Yup. So, if people are going to reach out to us on the socials otherwise, how do they do that there, Nicholas? We are available on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gainer, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. Still thinking about changing that name. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you can always reach out to us through CigarPulpit.com. Our MySpace page is currently unavailable. It's gone. Yep. It's gone. Is it? It's gone. Oh. Anyway. I just thought we lost the logins. No, nah, MySpace is gone. Oh. The way the dodo bird... Pretty much. So the other thing we wanted to touch on is we are doing our weight loss drive. Hence uh, the fact that Nick over at My Monthly Cigars is giving Jeff crap about eating dumplings. They were really good. We're doing a weight loss drive. And part of that weight loss contest is we are doing a cigar drive for Cigars for Warriors. Now, 
Jeff and I are earning, well, me more than Jeff. Uh, Nick, er- Nick has stepped up more than I earning have. Earning cigars uh, by losing weight. But then also, we're asking you, our listeners, to help us reach a goal of sending 500 cigars to Cigars for Warriors. If you go on over to My Monthly Cigars, Nick has made it super easy to do Uber, this. Uber easy. So because everybody's kind of having trouble getting to the lounge, getting to the post office and whatnot with, with the COVID, we uh, we talked with Nick, and Nick put up a deal on his website. So head on over to MyMonthlyCigars.com, and he has cigars available there that you can purchase at a very low price that will go directly towards the cigar drive. You can get one cigar for $5.00. You can get five cigars for $20, or you can get 15 cigars for $50, which breaks down to like $3.34 a stick. That's a great deal. Um, however, if you use offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T, that will get you 20% off those sticks. Even, so, even the sticks even for the donation. Even the sticks for the donation. Oh, that's so, awesome. you know, there's no excuse. Help the troops. Send some cigars. I mean, realistically, you guys folks, are going to have to carry gonna, some of my slack. I was slack. just about to say we're going to have to have you guys, you know, send more sticks anyway, just due to the fact that you know Jeff can't get up off his, you know, freaking ass and get get working. So how, dude? Just I, went there. I'm just saying. I'm down. I've lost ten. I'm down twenty three. I've lost ten. I'm going to finish strong. Twenty three. You better get I got really two weeks. strong. And you, you don't better, know what I can do better, when I'm juicing. You better like figure out how to lose a lot of weight in two weeks and then kneecap me so that I can't move. So Well, you did that to yourself last week with your back. It was my back. But yeah. <laughs> so, so. Laundry related injury. True. But yeah. anyway. If you missed that, it was on uh Friday's, Friday's episode. So. Yeah. But speaking of my monthly You've cigars. You gotta come up with a better story. I mean, dude, I picked up a shirt. I bent over. I picked up a shirt. I get it. Just it sucks. Embarrassing. But, you know, but dude, I mean, I've thrown my back out sneezing before. I mean. Have you really? Yeah. You ever sneeze that hard that like you actually pull your back? No. It happens. And it sucks. I pulled a muscle once. Like in my abs, I sneezed and pulled a muscle and it was the worst. It sucks. Yeah. Really bad. Actually, um, I was uh, I was texting with a friend of mine and he was telling me about a friend who pulled his back who told me that a number of years ago he had a buddy uh, who had a friend, so this is, you know, a couple people removed, that was on the toilet. And when he went to wipe his ass, his back went out. And he ended up spending a day and a half lying on the bathroom floor before he could finish the job and crawl to his bed. Oh, no. How freaking... I mean, it's it's funny, but it's horrible, too. It's not funny at all because I could see that happening <laughs> I to me. I could see that happening to you yes. real easy. Oh anyway, so yeah, so getting back to what I was talking about, my monthly cigars is a premium cigar subscription. Uh, they, they're going to love that lead in. I know, right? Where you can get um, <laughs> boxes of cigars sent to your house every month. We get the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. They also have the Presidente box, which is uh, eight cigars for $50. And let me tell you, with the MSRP guarantee, that's a deal because the MSRP guarantee states that the uh, the value of the sticks inside the box is guaranteed to meet or exceed the price of the box. And so, for the May box, it, uh, with the El Presidente, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, thirty dollars, thirty forty dollars. More than that, because yeah. yeah, that's the thing with the May box. It was a forty seven dollar value uh, for thirty bucks with the Robusto. So then, if you take that and 
you know, multiply it by two. Now you're talking what ninety six bucks for a fifty dollar box. Yeah. So um, now I will say this last yeah, Friday was the cutoff for the June box, but you still have time to get in for July. Precisely. So, so jump in and then you know jump you'll in. enjoy it with us. And when you jump in, use offer code pulpit p u l p i t. That gets you free shipping on the first box, or it also gets you twenty percent off any of the items in their online store, which they are currently through the month of May. Doing free shipping on all items in the online store. And they've got a ton of giveaways going on, too. They are. They do. They're giving yep. away a whole bunch of stuff, which is why you want to follow My Monthly Cigars on all the social media all channels. All the schnizzle. And sign up for their little email newsletter, because they're actually putting out an email newsletter, unlike me. Wow. So, yeah. you know, there's that. Mm-hmm. We've been concentrating on weight loss. So, I mean, I mean just, we're singular of focus. I guess. There's, there's just... Nothing really big happening right now. Yeah. Like I said, we were wait using... for when COVID's over. Oh, yeah. Sometime in 2022, we'll be cranking out <laughs> newsletters. That's when the freak show rides again. <laughs> so anyway, well, final thoughts on the uh, warped Grand Reserva 88? Good stick. I liked it. You know, it's just it's creamy. Like you said, there's a little bit of pepper on the retro. It's kind of it's kind of gone up as it's gone along. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a really good stick. It's one that I would definitely seek out and smoke again. I like it. I've had it one other time before at Dan's recommendation. I don't. When- the, to my knowledge, I think I said this earlier, but I don't believe I've had a warped cigar before, yeah. and I liked it. Yep. No, it was a good time. Well, anyway, unless you have anything else for the good of the cause, I I am done. This has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. Amen. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. And we want to thank Dan for coming on. Guys, seriously, go support Dan at Riverman. Yep. You know, he's a brick-and-mortar guy trying to hang in there and keep it all together. And any business you can throw his way, whether it's uh, mail order or in his store, if you're in the St. Louis area, please do it. Otherwise, stay safe and stay smoky, everybody. Mm